Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Wednesday on this show, I'll be sharing research, conducting interviews, and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes every Sunday for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 67 of the Restoring Report podcast. Super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today. As always, this is a show about keeping marriage and family marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And this is Seth Hensley, your virtual mentor speaking. <laughs> um, today, I put out a bunch of questions online um, regarding what you guys want to be hearing in future episodes. And so today I thought I would take a couple, a couple minutes just to go over some of the things that I got from you guys, some of the subjects, some of the topics for future episodes that I got from you guys. I got a lot of really good ones. I got a lot of ones that I expected. Got a couple other topics and, uh, comments and, uh, questions that I did not expect to get. So this is going to be something that I hopefully is, uh, not only entertaining for you guys, but directly in line with what you need as a listener. So I'm really excited to go ahead and get into that. But, um, as always, go ahead and follow. As I said, this 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 poll was taken on social media. I started messaging you guys there and asking what you wanted to hear discussed on the show. So if you'd like to have more uh, input and more steering into the direction of the place this show is going, go ahead and follow us on social media um, at Restoring Rapport on Facebook and Instagram. We are really active with you guys there, and I love getting to know you guys through that medium. You can also as I've said before, and I've really drilled this home, send in a voice message, and you can do so through the link in the show notes. It, it, social media is great, but it really only goes so far in helping me get to know you, whereas if you send me a voice message, I get to hear your voice, your actual voice online, asking me these questions, giving me this feedback, giving me these comments, saying what you like about the show, what you would change about the show, etc. So take the opportunity to do that. If you haven't yet, um, I really appreciate hearing your, all, your all's voices and um, getting to know you through that medium. Again, that link to send me that voice message is in the show notes of every episode that we ever record on whatever platform you listen to. So our first question today is from Jennifer. I'm not going to give you guys last names because um, I, I, tr I try to keep, I don't know if people like to remain anonymous or not. I'm again, learning as I go. So I'm just going to give you first names here. Jennifer says, from a male's perspective, is it true or is it true or a lie that it's not us or me, it's them, aka you? I hear that saying too often and don't know if it's a lie or the truth. And is timing a real thing or just a reason to break up? Hmm. Very good questions. I would say, just from a male's perspective, 
Um, if somebody's breaking up with you and saying, it's, it's not you, it's me, the classic, <laughs> the classic line there, um, that might be true, but in the end, it's like, if they're breaking up with you, um, they don't, they don't, um, value you as much as they should in a romantic way. So why would you, I would just move on at that point, you know? And I know that's super hard, but like, I, I, the reason I, I, the reason I sound so harsh there, guys, I'm not just, I, I totally sympathize with what you're saying is in, if you really like somebody, if you feel like God is calling you to pursue somebody or, or invest in a relationship with someone towards, with the end goal of marriage and they're not reciprocating, I mean, I, I totally understand what you've, what you're, where you're at. I've been there. Um, again, I would say, but the, you can't control free will. You can't make somebody love you. You can't, uh, there's nothing you can do to make yourself more attractive to the point that they would actually decide, yes, I will spend the rest of my life with this person. You just can't do that. That's not in your power. That's on them. So if they, if they don't decide that, if they either A, don't recognize the value that you have to bring to the table or B, just aren't interested, aren't drawn to you physically, aren't attracted to you, aren't in love with some specific aspect of your personality or for whatever reason that they're telling you this, that they're, that they're breaking up with you or saying that it won't work. Um, you just have to take that and it's their loss in a sense. I mean, just move on, you know, um, because what happens if you don't is you end up chasing on a wild goose chase, essentially, for years, what could be years. And if you guys, if you don't get over this, what happens is you waste years of your life that you could actually pursue, be pursuing somebody who you love and who loves you back. Guys, that's what we don't, that's what we miss out on here. I wasted three Two and a half to three years of my life pursuing a woman who was not interested. One of the biggest regrets I've got, guys. One of the biggest regrets I've got. So I just really don't want you guys to make the same mistake. You know, I don't want you to fall for the same thing. So if saying if somebody's breaking up with you here saying, uh, it's not, it's not you, it's me, um, or I'm not, you're not the problem, I am. Again, it, the reasoning doesn't matter to me as much as the fact that they're not interested in you romantically enough to stay in the relationship you know so just move on and find somebody that not only you're absolutely think is the best person in the world the fall in love with somebody who you think is an angel but that person will reciprocate and they'll fall in love with you as well and they'll think you're the best thing that's ever happened to them that's the kind of person that you need to pursue because if somebody's not on board man i mean gosh you i just don't i really think that uh, i i a lasting marriage, which should be the end goal of all dating, as I've discussed before. So if that's if you're dating and that's your end goal, if a lasting marriage is your end goal, why would you? I feel like you're setting yourself up for a lifetime of one-sided love if you're falling in love and pursuing somebody who's not pursuing back. If you're the only one working to keep the relationship going, guys, then that person is just not holding, not pulling their weight, guys. It's and that's no way to live. Especially you're you're made. What you have to bring to the table is so valuable to somebody out there. And it's not like you're going to have to settle for somebody that you don't like, even though that person likes you. That's not how it works. There's going to be somebody out there who you are absolutely over the moon for, and that person is going to be absolutely over the moon for you. And that's the that's the gold. That's what you never want to give up. That's what you want to protect and prioritize no matter what, right? It's when we get these... Um, these one-sided relationships that can be so hard, so demoralizing, so crushing to your self-esteem, um, your self-image, just so many things that it can mess up when you're pursuing somebody who essentially just isn't interested in you and when somebody else could be interested in you more. So that's what I would say to that question. 
Hi guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now, in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material, including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to and now without further ado let's get back to the episode her next question is and is timing a real thing or just a reason to break up again i would say it's just uh, it's just a different it's just a difference of how it's happening the end result is the same you're breaking up if they're giving you the reason of timing i mean it doesn't really matter i would say if somebody gives you oh it's you're a great guy it's just not the right time they're not i mean there's somebody who's gung-ho for you there's somebody who's over the moon for you and will do anything to be in a relationship with you. And that's the kind of person that you want to enter a relationship with if you're interested in them as well. So I would just say, again, the timing thing, people use that as an excuse all the time. I'm not really even getting into if it's true or not, because again, the end goal is the same. You're still breaking up, right? You're still not entering a relationship with them. So why even think about it? You know, why even think about what the reasoning is, if it's true or not, if it's a lie, um, if it's a real thing. I would just, because Jennifer, th there's somebody out there that's going to be on fire with the idea of being with you. I mean, absolutely just over the moon, okay? So for you to be, um, I just wouldn't waste any time if there's a dude who's telling you, um, you know, it's just not the right time. I, I, I like you, you're great. It's just not the right time. If there's a guy telling you that, then, I mean, his loss, you know, <laughs> it's his loss. So I, that's what I would say to that question. Our next question is from Fiona. And she says, any tips on getting over a breakup? Any tips on picking a spouse and life partner? Opposites attract? I seem to be attracted to guys who are emotionally less available. I end up getting myself heartbroken and blaming myself for being emotional. Should I not go for these guys in the future in order to find myself a lifelong partner? Hmm. So there are a lot of good questions there. Let's start with the first one. Any tips on getting over a breakup? I would say uh, a breakup is a terrible on no matter how you cut it. And there's no one thing that's going to be able to solve that problem. And that's actually a good thing because breakups are not actually designed to happen, in my opinion. Breakups are the result of commitment and intimacy lines being crossed without the intention and the ability of two people to actually both follow through on that. So if really, I would say it sounds like in this situation, if you're the one trying to get over the breakup, you were not the one to end things and it was not mutual. So I'd say my heart goes out to you. Um, I'm, I feel very bad for you in that position. Um, again, you're in a position that ideally should not, nobody should ever be in. Um, because again, on this show, I are really, because I really believe in preventing people ending up in the exact situation you're in right now. I really argue that dating should be something very serious. You should think of dating more as like an engagement, uh, not an engagement in the sense of you're actually marrying the person, but an engagement in the sense of this is serious. I'm moving towards the end goal of marriage with this person. And really, once I cross these physical lines, once I, um, communicate these, cross these emotional boundaries. Once I've basically expressed that I am looking to spend the, the rest of my life with you, I really, at that point, it's too late to be 
you know, one foot in, one foot out, you really need to have been decided, you know? That's why I'm like, if you, if you, based on what you presently know about a person, excluding the fact that they could be a drug dealer or a murderer or something terrible, <laughs> um, there's always a possibility of you finding out something horrible about a person after you start dating. But what I'm saying, based on what you know about a person, if you're not willing to say, yes, I'm really interested in marrying this person, I would love to spend the rest of my life with this person, then why are you even entering a relationship? Uh, just stay friends, you know? Because if, if you're not on fire about this person, if you're entering relationships out of curiosity, uh, especially when they're defined as serious relationships, I would define every relationship you enter, Fiona, as something serious. If you And I wouldn't enter a relationship with somebody that you don't know you want to spend the rest of your life with, right? And I would say people really look at dating as more casual than it should be. And what happens is that this guy perhaps has ended up hurting you because you entered a relationship with him and he wasn't as serious about it as you were. So I would say making sure both people are really serious about the relationship before you enter it is absolutely key. It's absolutely key so that you, your poor soul does not have to go through this because it's awful. It's awful. I've, I've been through that before. And I've been in a relationship where I was the one who was serious and the girl was not. So it's like, it just was not a good place to be. You're like a scared cat, as Jordan Peter would, Peterson would say, the entire relationship, because you're willing to give everything and you're not sure what they're willing to give. And yet these emotional lines, these physical intimacy lines are being crossed. So you're getting closer to this person, but you're not actually sure that they're on board for the long haul. You know, you're not actually sure that they'll be around in a month. Um, and that's just a horrible, it's, it's torture to be in that kind of thing, right? You want to be in a relationship with somebody who you know where they stand. You know they're interested in you. You know they're invested. You know they're committed. And you know that they're not going to cross lines with you if they're still having second thoughts because they value your heart and they're not going to hurt you, right? That's the kind of person that you want to be invested in. That's the kind of person you want to be in a relationship with. So I, with, within. So I would say, uh, tips on getting over a breakup. Ideally, I wouldn't want you to ever have to get over another breakup again. I would say be really careful entering your next relationship. Aim before you shoot. Aim before you pull the trigger. Accuracy is really important in these things because the consequences are severe, as I'm sure you no doubt know now. So I would just say, um, if a guy, if you're, if you're, if you are not sure about a guy's willingness to stick around for the long haul, if you're not sure about a guy's willingness to follow through on his word, if you're not sure that he's actually super interested in you and pursuing the goal of marriage with you, then I wouldn't enter a relationship with him. I would demand that he bring that level of commitment to the table before I ever entered a relationship with him. Hopefully that will help you avoid future heartbreak. As to avoiding... As to moving on and getting over a breakup, you know, after something like this has already happened, I feel you there. I've had that same struggle. I've been in that exact spot. And there's really, I would say, nothing you can ultimately do other than the, eventually the pain will, you will grow around your pain. You'll get bigger. Your pain will stay the same size, but you'll be able to um, handle it in a better way. Um, but I would say distraction is huge. Never find yourself, uh, don't give yourself time to think. You need to be constantly doing something um, to not give it time to think because what happens is you end up thinking constantly about what you could have done different or what you did wrong or how you can even develop bitterness or anger towards that person. Um, how could they have done this? How can they have said this and done this? How, how, could their, how could their mouth and their actions and what they actually ended up doing be in such different places? And you can go down this road of fury 
And you can't let your mind get that to that place. You have to be in constant distraction. You have to find something you're passionate about. I don't know if it's knitting. I don't know if it's, you know, <laughs> I don't know if it's making podcasts. I don't know if it's watching movies. I don't know if it's writing. I don't know if it's volleyball or, you know, track. Just find something that you can devote your entire energy to and just fly towards that with everything you have. And in that way, you will distract yourself somewhat from the mental gymnastics and the mental torture of that that occurs post breakup. So I would say find something that you're passionate about, pursue that. Don't allow your mind downtime. Don't allow your mind time to think. Find stuff to distract yourself. Any tips on picking a spouse and life partner? I would say right there, that again goes in line with what I just said um, in the sense that you need to be really careful before you pull the trigger on a relationship, pull the trigger on a dating relationship. Are they willing to stick around? Is the person you're interested in here committed? Or are they just kind of casually seeing if it works out? Because again, that's a recipe for ending up with somebody who leaves you again, right? So you you don't want that to happen. In fact, that's kind of the whole goal of marriage is having somebody who never leaves, right? Because that's what makes marriage unique and different than other relationships like cohabiting or casual dating or that kind of thing, uh, hookup cultures, one night stands. Um, marriage, they actually, even when they don't, and even when they want to leave, and even when they want to run for the hills because you have so many problems, they don't. They stick around. They're in it for the long haul, right? That person's safe because they're willing to stick with you no matter what. That's a beautiful thing. And that's what we're always seeking. So if somebody's not working towards that, why even enter a dating relationship with them, right? Why even start working towards the goal of marriage if that person is not working towards the goal of marriage with you? If they're just seeing if it works out, no. So that's the number thing. one thing I would say, somebody's ability to commit. Are they willing to commit? Um, obviously, if they're a believer. Are they a believer? Are they moving? Do you have kind of similar callings, life goals? Do, your, do you mesh well in the sense of spiritually? Um, do you... Uh, agree on these fundamental truths do you are you passionate uh, not only agree are you passionate about these fundamental truths together and you want to pursue uh, telling others about that and studying that out for yourself and learning more of what God has to teach you in those areas that's I would say huge um, are you attracted to them physically are you physically attracted to this person that's huge when selecting a life partner right some of the worst Christian dating advice I've ever heard in my life. There's this idea going around that looks aren't everything. Don't worry about that. As long as somebody's a believer and going in the right direction, you're good to proceed towards marriage. No, that is so not true. Guys, <laughs> looks really don't change. Somebody will look the same now that they do when they're, you know, 80. The only thing that will change, their body goes through a natural human cycle. Like if you, if you give birth or if you get older, your skin gets wrinkly. You know, there are things that you go through as you age, but that, that doesn't change the way you look. It changes the way you look, but it doesn't change the physiognomy of the person. It doesn't change their face. It doesn't change who they are. And you know, body is a big deal, guys. It's the third of who you are. Body, soul, spirit, mind. There are only a few things that make up humanity. God only through, there, the ingredients are incredibly complex, but God only, there's only, a few fundamental parts of what God designed humans to be, right? You've got soul, mind, body, spirit. Um, body is like a, f- a big fraction of who you are. You know, Fiona, your body is like a fifth of Fiona, you know? <laughs> so I would say that's important. That And the dude who you're in a relationship with needs to be attracted to that, right? He needs to really value every, every aspect of you, but he needs to be drawn to you because looks are a big deal, right? Looks are the one th- one thing that makes chemistry, right? If you're not, if you don't have chemistry with somebody, I wouldn't recommend entering a relationship with them, guys. Um, if you're not even drawn to them as you are to a woman, uh, as a spouse and a guy's shoes, if I'm not going to enter a relationship with a girl that I'm not attracted to, right? That would be wrong. That would be not fair to her. How would you, how would she feel if she knew that that I wasn't attracted to her, but I was pursuing her 
um, for the goal of marriage. That she wouldn't feel good. She wants a man who's attracted to her, right? And I want the same. I don't want a woman who's just pursuing me because I'm a good man. I want a woman who's pursuing me because I'm A, a good man, and B, smoking hot, right? <laughs> and some people might say that's shallow, but I would say it's super important to have in a relationship. Um, opposites attract. I seem to be attracting to attractive to guys who are emotionally less available. I end up giving heartbreaks and blaming myself for being emotional. Should I not go for these guys in the future in order to find my lifelong partner? I would say emotionally unavailable is just often rather than being emotionally unavailable, guys are just not interested in you particularly. So those guys, perhaps if they're emotionally unavailable, they're not interested in you enough to actually be vulnerable and share their feelings. Um, perhaps they don't trust you. Perhaps they don't. I don't know. Uh, here's what I'm saying. In, in my per- So just forget them because there's a dude out there who's going to love you so much, who's going to like you so much that he's going to be willing to cross these emotional lines with you. He's going to be willing to be vulnerable. He's going to, going to be willing to go through the sharing that's required to build a trusting relationship. He's going to be willing to do all that because of how much he cares about you and how much he wants to spend the rest of his life with you, right? So that's what I would say. Um, emotionally unavailable, that is that can be a thing I know, especially if somebody has trauma in their past, if they've suppressed their emotions somehow, if they've uh, tried not to feel things that are there. Um, and you're wondering if because you're such an emotional, deeply feeling person that you're attracting those guys because of the principle of opposites attract. And I would say, don't worry about that um, as much as you are. I think that might be a little bit overthinking it. There's going to be a dude out there who's really drawn to you again um, because of who you are. You know, all everything that makes up Fiona, he's going to be a draw. He's going to be attracted to. Right. Um and because of that, he's going to be willing to, work, even if he's not a very emotional guy, if he, even if he's not good at crossing these emotional these emotional boundaries, he's going to be willing to do that because of how much he values you and how much he wants to spend the rest of his life with you. Okay, so I would say that um, if a guy, if you're seeing a guy who's perhaps not willing to do that, um, I'm not telling you to break with up with him at all. That's not I, as I just said, breaking breaking up. I think is something that shouldn't ideally happen ever. I like it when people actually really, 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 really aim before they pull the trigger on a relationship. So do that with him, right? And then after you're in a relationship with him, be patient with him because people have their problems. But I would say that he does and he does need to be vulnerable with you. That's his duty. And he needs to find ways to help himself heal from his past trauma or whatever and be more emotionally open, be more um, vulnerable, be more transparent with you. That Because that's, again, not a healthy way for him to live. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if he needs to go to counseling. I don't know if he needs to read books. I don't know if he needs to listen to advice on how to open up to people, but he needs to do it because that's something you need, right? You are in this for a vulnerable relationship with a man. You are in this for an intimate, close relationship with a man. So if he's pursuing that goal with you, he needs to be pursuing it, right? Any way that he, any way that he can in order, in order to solve his own problems and develop himself, himself as a healthy future spouse. And again, I would say, uh, there are people, there are guys out there who have done this work. There are guys out there who have prepared themselves to be a spouse while they were teenagers so that now when they're young, when they're young believers, they don't have to. Okay. It's not like you have to wait for somebody who's 45 because by that time, that's the only way possible that he could have learned all the lessons he need to. There are some guys who are mature and who are ready to be married at 20, okay? So I would say uh, find one of those dudes who's crazy about you. And I know it's hard, but they're out there. Jacob Anderson says, how would you define compatibility? To what extent is it applicable to courting and marriage? Compa- compatibility, I would say, is a big... Uh, there's some truth to it and some not. I think it can be a big load of BS and excuse for people who have entered something and don't want to do the work to build a healthy marriage. 
they just say, well, we're not compatible, so let's just call it quits, throw in the towel, and get a divorce. I think that's a horrible way to live, again, because again, you're never going to be 100% compatible with a person. There are going to be constantly things you have to work through together, constantly ways that you have to yield, constantly ways that you have to submit to each other uh, under God. And I would say that um, if you're using compatibility as an out, as an excuse, as a backdoor out of a relationship, you are the problem in that relationship. But I would say in the sense of like dating compatibility, you should already you should already have that figured out before you enter a, a committed relationship, a long-term relationship with that person. If you believe in casual dating, go ahead, do you, whatever. I'm not really going to give you any advice there because I don't think that's a good idea. But if you're looking for a committed relationship, if you're looking for a relationship that lasts, a relationship that's working towards the end goal of marriage, then you should know um, the big things, the big things you should know about the person before you enter it, right? You should know if they're a believer because in that sense, that's what compatibility is. If you're a believer, if you're attracted to them, if they are, if you don't have any serious problems with their worldview or their philosophy, if you don't have any serious problems with their theodicy, what what they believe about God, if you don't have any serious problems with where they're going in life, if they're, if they're pursuing the goal of children and you are too, you know, that kind of thing, there are things you want to ask and you want to know about a person before you're in a relationship with them. Um, but as long as those things, it's not, there's not a big number of those. Once you get those big issues out of the way, I would say most people, um, some people will have a harder time meshing together, but they can still work at it and build builds a great marriage. So compatibility is great, but it's not necessary is what I would probably say. Um, so it's probably applicable in a lot of ways, but it's not something that you should, uh, use to stop a relationship that God has intended you for, or that you're, if there's a woman you're attracted to and she checks all the unquestionable boxes, but there are a few boxes, just preferences that you would have her check that she doesn't, then I would say just don't worry about that. Um, if you're on fire about the way she looks, if you're on fire, if she is a believer and if she has uh, done the work to mature herself as a future wife, um, those are the big things, right? If you're attracted to her, if she's a believer, um, if she's good with having children, if she is, if she knows that God is good, these, these are the unquestionables, right? It's the things like, oh, I want somebody with brown hair and five, six. Those things are like, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter so much in compatibility there. Now, if somebody, when it gets into politics and stuff, uh, if somebody's of a different political party than you, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't really know an answer for you there. There are some issues within politics that are, I believe, moral issues. Um, so perhaps I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate to date somebody of a different political party than me, but I might, I might hesitate to date somebody who was of a differing opinion on a serious moral issue than me, because I think there's a distinction there. Again, political parties are tribes of men, whereas moral issues are defined by God. So I would say on those, you perhaps should agree. Whereas the political issues or, you know, if, if she's a member of a denomination and this, you are a member of another denomination, I wouldn't say that's as big of a deal. Now, you, again, you do want to agree on those, those, there are certain big issues that you want to be compatible on, right? But after that, I would say it can be blown out of proportion quick and people can actually use it as an excuse to say, well, I've just never met anybody who's compatible with me. I, I just can't find a woman who is uh, everything that I want. I just can't. And I have this list of 3 billion check marks that she has to check in order to be my wife. And she's got the same thing. So it's like, well, you're never going to get married because you're un you're only willing to marry yourself, basically. You're only willing to marry somebody who is exactly what you want. And that's not what a marriage is, right? That's not what a marriage is. Making somebody exactly what you want, exactly what you, how you want them to be is not what a marriage is. 
So I would say compatibility is true, but can also be taken to extremes. So I hope that answers your question, Jacob. Um, thank you guys so much for asking these questions. This has really given me a bit of insight into what you think as listeners, the questions that you need to hear addressed on this show. So I hope this has been encouraging to you. I hope it's been uplifting to you. I hope it's been relevant to you because a lot of the stuff that I talk about is relevant to me and my target audience, my avatar, the person that I'm making this, sh this show for, you know, but if that's not you, then it helps me also minister to some of the needs that you have as a unique person in the world that's designed by God to do unique things. So I hope this has been super helpful to you guys. I hope that this has been a fresh perspective on dating. I hope it hasn't been cliche. I hope it hasn't been something that you've heard before. I hope it's been something that you can implement. I hope everything I've said you can implement in your life. Hopefully avoid future heartbreak. Hopefully move towards the goal of marriage that God designed you for. Hopefully move towards something that will last, guys, that will last with another person. So thank you guys so much for asking these questions. As always, reach out and let me know what you think to my responses to your questions. Uh, if you need to give me more clarification, more nuance, uh, point out something that I didn't address, you can do so by sending me a voice message, letting me know what you think of the show, letting me know what you thought of my advice, etc. So thank you guys so much for listening. Consider reaching out to me through that medium if this show has impacted you, and we will talk to you next time.